We back here with the Star Five Podcast on SB Nation Grizzly Bear Blues, aka the uh Dylan Brooks, the biggest haters out here. I am the one P Sharp. Ain't this something? I'm A underscore Scarlet on Twitter. I had a whole introduction and that completely threw me off. The fact that we actually are considered the Dylan Brooks haters, and I'm the lone defender of him, even though some stuff is inexcusable. But what's good, everybody? I'm Trevor, the corner man, the three and D guy. What's good? Yeah, I actually, um, it's really shit. I get mail sent there. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, which is ironic, you know, the guy who said we was the biggest haters, he was low-key complaining about dealing last week. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Let's go and move on to our topics. Brandon Clark got signed to a nice contract. Four years, $52 million. That was not a number I expected. I thought it would be a little more. What do y'all guys think about Brandon Clark's contract and extension? Uh, first of all, congrats to him. Congrats to not only him, but I think the organization as well, too. I think there is a consensus around not only Grizz- Grizzlies Nation, but I think around the NBA as well, to say that this was a pretty um, decent deal for both parties. Um, so it was good to see. Um, Brandon Clark worked his way up from in which he came to essentially now being uh, or having a vital role on this team, uh, not only in the regular season, but in the postseason as well, too. So I think to get him at that number, which rounds off, I think, logistically about twelve and a half million dollars per year, in my opinion, I think that was I think that was really good. And I think it also speaks volumes to um, the Grizzlies front office. I think you can definitely put them up there in terms of those front offices in the list of all the teams around the league that since they kind of know what they're doing, they're taking care of their players. And I think uh, for the most part, even dating back to, I think maybe right before a job, maybe even when Jaron has, uh, when he was brought on into the league by the Grizzlies in some form or fashion, they've extended um, or come to a multi-million dollar a year deal. Uh, most of the people that they've drafted, whether there's Jaron Jackson, Jr., Brandon Clark, um, um, Salty Adama, uh, Dama Red, whatever the case may be, they've definitely taken play, um, taking care of their players. And I think that's something that not only this Grizzlies roster team um, knows and understands, but I think for potential free agents that may even look at Memphis so a little bit longer to say, you know, maybe X team isn't known historically for taking care of their players, but Memphis Grizzlies does. And so um, I think from that perspective, um, it's a really good, um, it's a really good deal for both parties on um, for this. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe I and the rest of Grizz Nation would agree that after the series he had against the Timberwolves, like this new deal was warranted. But for Memphis to resign him at 13 mil a year, um, you, you really have to give kudos to both the organization as well as Brandon Clark again. Of course, we always of the mindset of get your money here on this podcast. So um, congrats to Brandon Clark there. And congrats to the Grizz for to get them at a, a nice little number. So it's good to see the Grizz is taking care of their core. Uh, if you just look back to everything, they re-signed Tyus Jones. They gave Stephen Adams an extension. Gave, uh, of course, Jaron got his extension. Ja got the Supermax, you know, things of that nature. So it's good to see that Memphis is taking care of uh, their players. And it's good that they're trying to keep this core together and seeing um, – what this team really, what this potential could potentially be with this team. Um, and we already know when the time comes, we we expect a big payday for Desmond Bain. So that's not neither here or there. Then, of course, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, player option was picked up for uh, Santi Aldama as well as Zaire Williams as well. 
So Robert Perry is willing to spend money, and he is also willing to keep his core together. So I definitely will have to give kudos to him and the rest of the front office for seeing that and seeing the potential for where this team can go. But um, in the end, man, kudos to Brandon Clark. Get your money, get paid. You definitely earned it, if not throughout your play from your rookie year. Definitely earned it from that playoff series against the Timberwolves. So kudos. Yeah, and for we have BC and and Triple J tied up for the next four years altogether, less than one hundred sixty million, if I'm correct. Um, Stephen Adams, another three years, again under twenty million a season. What this says to me, and I'm taking a different um, view of it than what my brothers have already stated. What this says to me is, we're gonna put some money aside. Because somebody's going to want to come to Memphis and play with Ja. Someone is going to do it. And so and we're going to have enough money to throw at them to say, hey, maybe you don't like Memphis, but here's a lot of money for you to love Memphis, just for like two to three seasons. And I'm really glad of the, I will call them like contract friendly, um, franchise friendly type of contracts, excuse me, that we've been dishing out because, you know, less than 20 million for your big, so to speak, per. Um, of course, Jaron Jackson is a little bit north of 20, uh, maybe like I think at one point, maybe like maybe makes 26 or 27 a season. Um, but that's it. Like, you know, we have a lot of money to spend. And again, to your point, Desmond Bain's payday is coming up as well. But, man, I I really can't wait to see what who will be that star that actually does come to Memphis, whether it be, you know, a getting into their prime or in their prime. Or maybe just on like a one year out of their prime and say, hey, I want to help Memphis get to this championship. And I can't wait to see who that star is because we're going to have enough money in that bag to throw at that star. Well, I think we may have been a little bit short of that in years past. Hey, the Jalen Brown to the Grizz ain't dead just yet. So stay woke, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I feel like we've been saying Jalen Brown to the Grizz for the last four, five years. But you know what? Dream might happen someday. <laughs> happen someday. Oh, uh, man. Shout out to Brandon Clark. Shout out to the Grizzlies. Um, I mean, saying just seeing a deal, four years, 52 mil. My first thought was like, you know, I thought he was probably going to be like 80 mil. Like, you know, I thought it'd be like a, uh, a lot more. But, uh, man, that's kudos to them. It's still money. Like, you know, they, they're millionaires, right? 13 mil, 17 mil. 17 mil is more, but you still getting paid 13 mil, right? Uh, but it just lets you know the Grizz culture. And that they all like to play together, right? Like you don't take a lesser deal like that. You know, I enjoy where I play it. I think I heard, yeah, I watched the Chris Fernandez show earlier, and he was mentioning, like, you know, what if you go sign a big contract with another team with Charlotte, for instance, you know, and you end up being miserable. Otherwise, you stay in Memphis, sign for a little less, you stay with your basically your friends, everybody's cool with each other, and y'all fun, y'all have fun. It's you no know, way much more, you know, fun style to play. Like it's that's a lot to be said about this. So it just lets you know how far our culture has come since you know the Chris Wallace days. Although we had the grit and grind era, the little transition over to the um next gen era was kind of a little rough one with Jimmy Bickerstaff at the helm and Shiva Mack and all the minutes and everything. So it's a just a like just a whole complete turnaround. So it's just kudos to the Grizzlies. You got him signed, you got Steve Adams signed it, uh extension for a nice deal. You paid Ja. Like I said, Desmond Bain is up next. Jaron is uh, paid. Um, you know, it's one player that ain't paid yet, but 
it's understood on reasons, right? It is understood on reasons, right? Uh, they only offer him six to one mil. Dylan Brooks wasn't taking six to one mil. I, that's that's just the other truth on that. Yeah, he, <laughs> I think he should test the market if I was him as well. Yeah, so at, this, at this point in time, like it's it's clear that either he's going to be moved at the deadline or he's going to be testing free agency because he already had a franchise friendly deal on this past deal, right? So, Pretty sure he's a little bit, a little bit more worth than sixty-one. Maybe not uh, in the hundreds, but he's he's at least worth eighty. I'll, I'll give him eighty. So it is. Do y'all know? Do you know why that was the case? Why they can only offer him that amount? Like I never I heard. Think, of like I think to Shidi's, I think to Shidi's point, they're putting some money aside because you see. No, I'm saying, I'm saying it's NBA rule. They could only offer him four years, sixty-one mil. They couldn't offer him more. Oh, the I, NBA rule. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I, I it think fun. it. Yeah, I think I did some research about it. It's um, because he throws up too many shots and has too many turnovers. <laughs> um, we're only offering him up to sixty million. Um, Sixty-one million. Yeah, you knew I. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. I didn't know it was the NBA rule. I, I thought it was just maybe yeah. the Grizz is saying like, "Look, we can only give you this much because you know we got to uh, pay Desmond Bain uh, eventually." So. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, it was some type of rule. That's the max they could offer him, literally. On it's an extension. Yeah, that's interesting to hear because you would think one that Memphis would be able to offer him a contract that nobody else would want to be able to put them not to be capped out to say like what number, like what's this is the max number that we can that we can only give you. So that's interesting to hear from that's interesting to hear for sure. And I would definitely like to know um what that ruling is. I'm not even sure if I've heard of it before. Like I've heard of bird rights in some form or fashion. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't even think like that's even tied to this. So I'm, I would be interested to know that one. Right. Any of our listeners, if y'all know, man, let us know. Of course, our GBB fan probably knows as well. So man, anybody's listening, please uh, let us know. And as I heard that all summer, I was like, why is that why is that the max? But uh moving forward. This is the week of the start of the regular season. Uh, seen a lot on social media about the Grizzlies. Of course, we do our you know weekly predictions and recaps. But I've been seeing a lot of people predicting the Grizzlies' first ten games. So was, you know, I said, why not? Why don't we just predict the first ten games? Then following weeks, we'll just keep up with our what we uh our records that we kept up with and see if they're on track to meet those goals. So first ten games. Of course, they start off with the New York Knicks. First off, three of the first 10 games are on national TV. Two are on ESPN and one is on eBay TV. Start off with the New York Knicks at home. Then we play at Houston, at Dallas, versus Brooklyn, at Sacramento, at Utah back-to-back. So we play at Utah twice on uh, back-to-back games. At Portland, versus Charlotte, and versus Washington. So somewhat of a mixed bag of a schedule based on last year's records. But based on that schedule, what do y'all predict the Grizz just to do in the first 10 games? Um, I'll go six and four, and I don't necessarily have a breakdown to say like what you know what games they'll win and what games they'll lose, but I go six and four, six and four, because I still feel like in a sense that the Grizzlies may be trying to find themselves, um, find themselves and um, with the understanding that James Jackson Jr. is out, and I think they're going to be, I think backcourt's going to be fine. I think they're still trying to figure out who and what's going to get, you know, who's going to get certain minutes how many minutes somebody's going to be playing, but then also try to figure out like, how are you going to 
feel that void of Jaron Jackson Jr. Again, we talked about early this summer uh, about like how well he improved defensively. Um, so you're you're definitely having to take that away. You're definitely having to take away um, his ability to space the floor. Now, granted, you can you can in some form or fashion feel those shoes just a tad. But again, to have the defensive presence that you have with Jerry Jackson Jr., but then him be able to stretch it, stretch the floor all within one person, and then for you to try to figure out amongst Xavier Tillman, Brandon Clark, and Salty Aldama, and Stephen Adams, and all that type of stuff. Um, I think that's going to be something that they're going to be having to work through. Um, so I'm going to go six and four again. I don't have the 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 breakdown of what games they'll win and lose. I think it'll be kind of 500 in between that, just a tick uh, a tick over there. But I'm going to go six and four, and I promise you, they will win on Wednesday because your boy is pulling up to the FedEx Forum season opener. I'm there. Make sure y'all come see me. Yeah, I'll. Do one game better and go seven and three. Um, I, I think this kind of be like the filling out stage for the Grizz per se. Just what Skylar mentioned, just trying to figure out how rotation is going to be um, with Jaron Jackson out of the lineup for the uh, presumed future. Uh, so it's going to be some some growing pains there, just for a tad bit. I do think uh, they come out the gate and get the W against uh, New York. Um, the three losses I see for them are coming. I will definitely say, believe it or not, they'll lose to Houston. Um, cause just because strange, strange things happen at the beginning of the season. Um, they'll split that home and home against Utah. And then I want to say Brooklyn, because I don't think they've seen Brooklyn, uh, at full strength as of yet. I mean, they've seen Katie and Kyrie, but I think, with Ben Simmons now in the lineup is going to be a whole uh, different ball game for them, which could be a little bit too much. And then it's coming off a of back-to-back where you're in Houston, you're in Dallas. So you're going from facing Luka to turning around, having to face KD and Kyrie. Uh, so, But I, I do think Memphis can take care of business and finish up 7-3. If they're even better than that, hey, more power to them. But I think 7-3 and three is a good way to start out the season. Uh, I'm echoing what Skylar said. I'm I'm with the six and four gentlemen. Um, I'm saying six and four with a loss um, at Dallas as I take their two step in Texas. I'm losing to Dallas, um, and I got them losing also um, one game against the Jazz. Uh, two point of a back to back, and we're gonna have the other two losses. Um, oh, the Kings. I know you're like the Kings, but they have a lot of interior offense that I'm not sure if we're ready to to battle without Triple J. Um, and and I also think the Trailblazers are going to give us some fits as well. Um, and so I'm going six and four. I'm saying Trailblazers, Jazz, um, Kings, and Mavericks are the four losses that we have. Can definitely see that loss to the Trailblazers. Man, six four seven three, man. Y'all wild, man. Y'all see the name ten zero. What y'all talking about playing? <laughs> straight out the uh, gate, okay, sure. Uh, okay, play, I, play, Mr. Five Hundred, no more. Mr. Huh? Five Hundred, uh, no play now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five Hundred, no more. But now nah, I ain't got ten zero playing. Mr. Cub, Mr. One Thousand, Nah, give me um, give me seven and three. You know the NBA. Like I know you know, you know you say all oh, the kings, you say the king, man, it's the NBA. 
random losses any given night. Yeah, I mean, I remember the Lakers when they used to be good, and Charlotte had like 10 wins, so they lost to Charlotte twice, right? You know, things like that happen in NBA season, so that's not, nothing. Just, none of this is far-fetched. And I think the Kings are going to be battling for the play-in spot this year. So um, I, don't, I don't have who they'll lose to, but like Scott said, I am on pace to go to the Brooklyn game, so they should win against Brooklyn. That's all I'm going to say there. They should win the game down there. I would hope they do. So 7-3 uh, is going to be, you know, Little nip and tuck trying to figure some things out, but I just think the chemistry, the camaraderie, even without Triple J, they have found a way. Job Morant has improved. Uh, apparently, he's improved his three point shooting and his defense. I think that goes a long way. If you, Desmond Bang, could get his averages up to above 20, uh, that should help out a lot. You just need some consistent shooting from Santi. Um, you know, overcome whatever Dylan does on offense, but you got Dylan's defense and his tenacity that's going to help him out, hopefully, without Triple J. And Seven and three, man. That should be a pretty good start. Even if they go six and four, that's a pretty decent start. First 10 games of the season. And I'm glad they don't have any back-to-backs until the 10th, 11th game. Uh, when they have to go Washington and Boston back-to-back. But no back-to-backs in the first 10 games. So that's what's up. Actually, they do have a back-to-back. That uh, Houston-Dallas one is a back-to-back. Oh, I sure could be missed that one. Okay. Yep, yeah. so it's this Friday and Saturday. Mm. This Friday so and Saturday, yeah. Yep. So it's only two. We just look at is only two. Is that one and then the one you just mentioned? So yeah, the one in Washington, Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might as well put San Antonio in it so they could do the whole Texas three still thing. But yeah, know. I don't understand why that wasn't that way. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that, that, yeah, it's crazy. Schedule. At least, yeah. a, at least that second back to back is a is a home and home. So that that, that could work yeah. out. A yeah, he felt. Cool, man. But that's it, man. Quick and easy episode, y'all. Man, anybody got anything else? I'm just happy the season's here, man. I, I, I'm ready, man. I've been waiting on this for a minute. Let's all the drama of this offseason involving everybody. Let's just just let's get roll, it. Let's, let's roll the ball out there. Let's roll the ball out and let's play. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Trevor about to be in effect. I'm about to have about three games on two different screens with my free league pass account. I'm in there. Yeah, man. And I and you know, not to say anything away from preseason, but the regular season is when you start to develop the boys, and the playoffs is when you separate the boys from the men. So let's start developing these boys. Talk to let's them, get ready to the playoffs to separate the boys from the men. I hear you, man. Preaching out here. I hear you. Preaching, sheet, man. All right, y'all. <laughs> That's all I wish. Y'all know y'all can follow us at the starting five, the number five, M-E-M. Follow Gristy Red Blues at SBN Gristy. And check out all the uh, blog posts at grizzlybearblues.com and listen to the other podcasts on the network gbb live core four grizz next gen and grizzly bear bets also follow me at the one d-a-o-n-e underscore p shark we still out here getting brandon clark type money i'm at underscore scott lead on twitter this your guy league past trevor but i'm at the auto trevor on twitter uh of is a preposition you know what not to do with um, and since I am the reverend here, um, I am taking a collection for Took's microphone um, at the starting five. But you can reach me. It's still it's really shitty on Twitter. Please pray for him. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Follow DJ Tail for Tail Shakir. Uh, his new Twitter name is the Michaelis. The Michaelis. The <laughs> hey, bro, you need to play all. All guys want Mike, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
right, man. So next time, well, first out, man, shout out to uh, Ground Town Central. That's uh, I know, I know he's a listener of the podcast. So man, shout out to Ground Town Central. Till next time, we love Go you, Grizz. man. We love you. Man. <laughs> All good times. Go Grizz. Go Grizz. <laughs>